0: stress. It can really shut me down. Over the years, I've discovered that the best strategy to conquer this feeling is to talk. That, together with the perspective of what's the worst that can happen, has helped me get perspective on many overwhelming situations. One being when I went to take the road test for my driver's license. This is episode 28, and Judy and I discuss learning to drive. My legacy writing is called No worries! We talk about responsibly using the family car after getting your driver's license and memories of finally getting to drive my first car. We get into strategies we've tried to get out of a ticket, both successful and unsuccessful. Finally, we share a couple of extra stories about car problems we had in our younger days. Welcome! This is the Sidetracked Legacies podcast, and I'm your host, Lisa Hoffman. Do you have ideas and thoughts that you'd like to share with your children or grandchildren? Have you learned some life lessons that might help others? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you need to get it down on paper. The world needs your stories, values, wisdom. We call this legacy work. The Sidetrack sisters have been getting together to write for years and the topic that we most enjoy writing about is ourselves, who we are, what we've done and what we believe. Now we want to extend the invitation for others to join us. So grab a notebook, journal or laptop and listen in while the Sidetrack sisters share thoughts and tips on how to uncover, communicate and preserve your stories. So one more quick thing before we dive into today's episode. Please rate and review the Sidetrack Legacies podcast because it will help others find us. And also, be sure to subscribe or follow us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to be notified whenever we have a new episode. And now, here we go. Hey, Judy.
1: Lisa, it's so nice to be with you again. Hey this is really fun stuff and tonight it's your turn to be in the hot seat
0: i'm on the hot seat yes it's my <laughs> turn to share my stuff it's you uh-huh. know when i'm interviewing everybody else it's like but i want to share mine i want to share mine my <laughs> turn I my turn patiently. please 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 yes.
1: <laughs> okay and what's the name of yours
0: um oh isn't that craziest what did i call mine Mine is called, I don't have the title on my paper, so I'll look in my journal here quick. That's where I write. Um, No worries. It's called No Worries.
1: No worries. Okay, well, let's have you take it away with No Worries. We're ready.
0: It was June 1981. I was more excited than nervous. The next day, I was going to the Department of Motor Vehicles for the road test for my driver's permit. It was dark out when Dad and I drove out of town to the DMV to practice the skills I would be demonstrating the next day. I pulled out of the parking lot at the same time that people were entering the local racetrack for an event. Traffic was heavy for our small rural town. I took a left onto the highway and was unaware of the cars around me. I turned into the far lane instead of the closest lane. Within one minute of my practice, I had shown my dad that I was definitely not ready to drive the family car independently and safely. He assured mom when we got home,
1: there's no way in
0: hell she's ready to get her license. Fortunately, he didn't tell me this, nor did I overhear the conversation. The next morning, mom took me for my test. Her last bit of advice was, Lisa, just remember, don't talk, focus on the road. I don't remember feeling nervous at all. I was leaving for our high school Spanish club trip to Mexico the next day. The trip would last 10 days. I figured if I failed, I could retake the test when I got back. I wouldn't actually be able to drive before my trip anyway. Mom knew I had not listened to her advice. When the instructor got out of the car, he congratulated me and wished me good luck on my upcoming trip. I had passed with flying colors, no errors except that I drove too close to the center line. I had a wonderful time on my trip, and when I returned, mom and dad made me keep practicing my driving with supervision for a month before they let me take the family car out on my own. (laughs) It was fine. And I finally got to take the car. It was with my best friend, Jill, and we laughed until I peed my pants, because the one thing that I had never learned was how to put gas in the tank, and that's the first thing I tried to do by myself, and I couldn't figure it out. (laughs) Go figure. We must have gotten it done eventually. I suppose we read the directions on the pump. The moral of the story, don't stress, be friendly, read the directions.
1: I love it, wow, yeah. don't, st- don't stress, read the directions. What was the third one? Um, Be friendly. Be friendly, oh man. Boy, you said a mouthful there. You just charmed the <laughs> daylight. So you you charm you charmed a victory out of that instructor, didn't you? I out think I did. Inspector. Yes. I mean,
0: literally, I was like, what's the worst that can happen? If I fail, I just retake it when you come back. I'm not going to be able to take the car or I mean, yeah, no worries. I mean, I'm not gonna be able to drive between now and when I could retake it anyway. So it really doesn't matter <laughs> if I pass or fail. It's like fine. I mean, and when dad had taken me out the night before. Um, I mean, he had told me what I did wrong, so I knew that the next time I came out of the DMV, I needed to move, come drive, take a left into town, and turn it into the to the closest lane. In it was two right. lanes.
1: Um, what you do? So, go all the way across? Yes. Yeah, you yep. went into the far right lane instead of the closest lane
0: the closest right lane. Yes, exactly. And, um, yeah, as long as I did that, I mean, and then I just talked his ear off the whole time. I told him about the trip and where we were going and what we're going to see and what we're going to do and how we're going to get there and how we're going to get back and all that. I have a question. Did he get a word in at all? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, we (laughs) talked and I remember he was a lovely man. You know, he, he asked me questions. He, you
1: know, yeah, it was just like, Driving with a friend. But, you know, I think that's probably the secret because you were relaxed and you were having fun and you weren't all uptight. I'm, I'm sure I was not at all like that when I took my test, I was like (laughs) a little wired up. So I think that's probably a really good secret. I think, and I mean, I did, I had done the preparation.
0: So, I mean, I knew what I was doing. Um, But yeah, I wasn't stressed because I just figured, I mean, I'll learn from the experience and what's the worst that can happen. And I could definitely deal with the worst that could happen.
1: Well, I do have one question. I've driven with you many times. And I'm wondering if when you were driving in your test, if you had your left leg up on the dash, probably not,
0: (laughs) probably not. Yeah. I usually take off my left shoe and uh, put my left foot like up on the seat. I that's my standard go-to I always drive like that
1: mm-hmm. I, I know I just had to put that in there because I think <laughs> that's hysterical I don't even know if I could do that sitting still
0: <laughs> well right now I'm sitting on the couch cross-legged so yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. I'm kind I, of a pretzel sitter. I could do it too what <laughs> can I say so the trip to Mexico was the next day right and you were all ready for that right mm-hmm. and how long were you gone I was
0: like 10 days a week, 10 days, two weeks. I mean, I don't think it was two weeks, but it's probably like 10 days or seven days. And maybe I couldn't take my test for, you know, 10 days or two weeks later. So yeah, it was like, wasn't that big a deal. No, it really wasn't. So now that doesn't mean when I got home, I got to drive. I don't remember. I mean, the fact that I've passed my driver's test, I really think that, really nobody else took me out to practice driving. I mean, that wasn't a thing. It was just like, it was like a month later that finally I was like, I, you know, asked for the car and we went to the outdoor and, um, yeah, we had to get gas and I had absolutely no freaking idea how to work the gas pump. And, um, (laughs) I mean, we've tried everything. And, and my friend who was with me didn't have her driver's license. So we had no clue. We were just, it was the blind leading the blind. And we were just cracking up. Um, I believe we actually figured it out. I don't remember any details about that event, but.
1: Well, you must have because yeah. you didn't end up stranded at the gas station. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so now that also oh. didn't mean that I got a car afterward. I mean, okay. the, the way that worked was, um, I used the family car when needed, if needed. And I did because mother didn't work on Fridays. I could um, not my junior year, but my senior year, I was able to take the car to school on Fridays.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds and, like fun.
0: Yeah. It felt yeah. very responsible. You
1: felt like a big guy, right? <laughs>
0: exactly. And I don't even <laughs> remember needing or wanting a car. Um it was just not a thing and not any of my friends didn't have cars. And um, yeah, it was never, I mean, even when I went to college, I didn't have a car. I didn't have a car my freshman or my sophomore year. Finally, it was my junior year and something happened and I don't remember what it was, where I was like stranded in Beaver Dam and needed to get back to Eau Claire. And Grandma Iza's car was in storage for me. Now, why I didn't have it, I don't know. Um, but I... I, th- that Sunday, like early evening, late, late afternoon, early evening, we decided that I was going to be able to take the car to Eau Claire and dad called the insurance agent and made sure I had insurance. And I left at some, I mean, like nine thirty at night or something like that oh, to no. go back okay. up to Eau Claire, which was at that time, a three and a half hour drive. Right. And right. I remember um, feeling once again, so Grown up and independent and wonderful. We, I got to a Claire. I don't remember if anybody was in the car with me. For some reason, I think I had somebody in the car, but I don't remember who that was, or why they were. Oh. I mean, anyway. Um, and I, I was driving down Claremont Avenue, and there was absolutely I mean, it was, it was like one o'clock in the morning, and it was the, the road was absolutely deserted, and it's like several lanes. And I needed to change lanes and I just didn't put on my blinker because there was only one car way, way, way (laughs) down the road, you know? So Uh I, I, I floated, I don't know. I veered, I, what's it called? Where You just drift. I drifted, I drifted across all the lanes (laughs) to get into the lane to turn. And of course that one car all the way, probably a mile away was a police car.
1: Oh no. Yes. The first time you took the car, it was the first time car? I took the car.
0: Yep. Yep. Oh. And he put on his lights and pulled me over. And I told him the whole story. This was my first day that I had my first car. And guess what?
1: I got a warning. Ah. <laughs> Lisa Lisa. To talk your way out of a, a panic room, I think. I swear.
0: You know, that doesn't always happen. So um, I'm not always that lucky, but on those couple of instances, yeah, the the talking really
1: worked for me. Mm-hmm. That is hysterical. Have you ever gotten out of a ticket since then? Um not usually. Um, and I've
0: tried crying, I've done you know many um strategies and I've been, it's, it's been touch or go. I, I, other than, than talking. Um, and sometimes you just don't feel like talking when you get pulled over because, you know, just giving an excuse for why you were speeding or whatever you were doing,
1: um, doesn't usually cut it. (laughs) Oh, that's, that is too funny. Yeah. I, um, I cried in front of a judge in his chambers after court one day, And got him to tear up my check because it was all the money I had in the world. (laughs) I've been driving this, my, my car and dad and I were both on the title. So I figured I was living in Iowa and dad was in Wisconsin and I had Wisconsin tags. And I thought, well, that's okay because dad owns half the car, right? Mm -hmm. Wrong. I had the car. It was in my physical possession. I lived in Iowa. I worked in Iowa and this state trooper knew me from the bank. And so he said, Judy, why do you have Wisconsin tags on this car? And I said, well, because my dad lives in Wisconsin, he owns half, you know, I gave him the whole story. I tried to Lisa, it didn't work. He gave me a ticket with like a $200 fine. And I had some incredibly short period of time to, to get it taken care of. And I got back to the car and I was just like in shock. You know, I, I couldn't believe it because mm-hmm. I didn't I just blah. I wrote this check and I think it was like I wrote the check for the two hundred dollars. I think I had four dollars and thirty two cents left to last me the month. Ugh. So I, I sat there and I thought, now, what am I going to do? And I cried and I sobbed and I thought, OK, done crying and sobbing. You're going to go back and talk to that judge and give him your story. And I did. And he tore up my check. Wow. How about that? That's
0: amazing. <laughs> I mean, the only time that I can relate, I mean, I didn't use any strategies. I mean, you you obviously had a go-to. That's awesome. There was one time, it was a beautiful summer day, and I was driving um, around Madison, and I was going to um, get together with my team at school. We were meeting in the summer to talk about curriculum or whatever, and uh, its just, I had the sunroof open, and I was driving the speed limit. I had the cruise control on when all of a sudden um, lights went on behind me. And I had absolutely no idea why I was being pulled over. And so he came up to me, I rolled down my window. He wanted to know if I knew why um, I was being pulled over. And I told him, cruise control? I I have no idea. And he told me that my my registration sticker was not current. My car Uh was registered, you know, through, June and now it was July, and I didn't have the new registration. And I remember, like it was yesterday, that it was like a $175 fine. And oh like you, I didn't have that money. And but but the thing that complicated it for me was I felt that it was another thing where I was married and to Tom at the time, and uh-huh. you know, we, we were struggling. And it was one of those things where it indicated to me that he wasn't taking care of me, that um, that he was like, you have a point because he paid the bills, right? Right, exactly. And so it really made me feel um, like I was on my own, like nobody was watching out for me and I was blindsided. So that, that was a complication with that
1: one. So, right, right. So did you pay the $175? Yep. Mm-hmm. oh but I remember I got to, so I didn't cry
0: there in the car but when I got to school in my team I absolutely just like lost it <laughs> they were all you know
1: oh, sympathetic Lisa. and
0: i I, I didn't I, I and I look back on that go drama it's like why did I do that you know it's like I didn't need to bring the world in on my drama um well, that was, but
1: that was the adrenaline backing up <laughs>
0: I guess yes because I stuffed it I didn't feel the feelings you know I I am, yeah. um, you know, yeah. just dealt with it until there was we're being a big girl. I was, yeah, had on my
1: gir- big girl panties, and yes, um, that's yeah, that's right. Then I lost it. I only had one other fun time. I'll tell you real quick, and that was Michael and I were off on a drive, and I was working for the Main Street Company at that time, and we were thinking about relocating to another Main Street community, or, or not even relocating, but I was going to apply to these different communities. So. I've, you know, I've got this map and I'm telling him turn right, turn left and all this kind of stuff. So he's paying attention to my directions and no direction, no earthly, you know, anything to where he was, what he was doing, what was going on. And basically he, he turned a really sharp turn into a farmyard and he was going too fast and the lights went on behind us. And, um, freaked. And he said, Oh, no, he said, I didn't, I have no idea how fast I was going. And I said, Okay, here's the plan. Don't say a word, because he gets real angry, you know, when he gets pulled over. And the police officer came up to the window and, and I put on my best Lisa voice. And I said, (laughs) Hi, officer, I said, I just have to tell you, it's all my fault. I know we were speeding. I'm thinking about relocating to your community. And we were so busy looking around and all that kind of thing. And, and I was not allowing him to be the good driver. He always is, you know, I just went on, you know, gushy goo. And he looked at me so funny. And he said, Well, you seem like someone that would do good things for our community, but let him drive. Okay. And (laughs) He, he let Michael go and Michael just looked at me and said, I don't believe that just happened. He said, I've never gotten off on a ticket before in my life. Yep. Uh,
0: it was pretty funny. So that's the moral of the story, huh? Just talk yeah, yourself out yeah. of the
1: situation, be friendly um, and just don't cry. stress. I think that's the main thing. You know, I, I bet if I'd cried or been stupid, he probably wouldn't have let us off. But yeah. I think. I was being my most sincere self, you know. It, it wasn't his fault, officer honest. It was my fault. As sincere. <laughs> a little over the top. Yeah, a little over the top. But you know, he didn't know me well enough to realize <clears throat> that. So it worked. And and like I say, he's He's totally been fascinated with that because, you know, he's the one that takes the, the little card that reads how fast you're going and he takes mm-hmm. it to show it in the headlights so he can read it. And the officer draws his gun because he just stole the thing. You know, it's like, oh, my goodness. So <laughs> I, That's why I said, don't talk. Just just let me handle. <laughs> OK, so
0: here I have another story when I um, about talking and getting your get, getting your way. OK, and it has to do the cars. So I was in Washington, D.C., for Uh a Youth Summer Leadership Institute. It was 1985 or 86, one of those two. And I had my brown uh, grandma's hand-me-down Mercury Comet, the one that um, I had taken up to school and I had driven it out to Washington, D.C. for the summer. And I had taken it looking for some business remember what business I was looking for. And, you know, it, this is, a, I mean, I'm not used to these big cities and I was driving, trying to, it was a mall area and I was trying to see the, you know, the, the street sign, the, not the street right. signs, but the sign for the business I was looking at and I right. ran into the back of another car. Oh yes. And <laughs> so I didn't make any damage on their car, but their bumper punctuated punctured my radiator and broke the grill oh, no. and crunched my hood, a titch. I, I was able to pull my car into the gas station, which was right on the corner of the street. And I mean, radiator fluid is leaking out and it's, <laughs> oh, you know, so I went in oh, and um, I made a telephone call to one of my friends who was also at this, this, leadership thing with me they pick me up I talked to the people at the gas station I want to say this was like a Friday and I said I would come back in a couple of days to get my car and they said that was fine now I didn't leave my key with them which I should have okay Uh so I was gonna come back on Monday but I ended coming back on Tuesday morning when I got there my car was gone oh no they had said I could leave it there, but I hadn't left them a key or any information about how to get a hold of me. And my car was in the way when their um, their gas tank filler upper, the big came. truck, the truck yeah. had come to fill up the gas tank. And so they had my car towed. Oh, and no. um, now I'm carless in the Metro Washington, D.C. I was living in Gaithersburg and... Maryland and I, I mean, where? I mean, a, a tow, a, an impound yard now. So this friend took me to the impound yard, and now I did not have the registration for my car. I didn't have any proof that this. Oh no! Wait, 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 wait. Okay, back up a little bit. I had come to the gas station on Tuesday morning and taken the radiator out of my car. That was the other thing because okay. I was okay. going to take the radiator a friend at this summer Institute was going to fix it for me or help me fix it or check it out or whatever. So then I was coming back the next day and that's when my car had been towed, but I had the radiator. So (laughs) I went to the impound yard and I had the radiator in my car and it was a, it was, he was a huge burly guy. And, um, I had a Wisconsin driver's license and Mm -hmm. I had a radiator And I was telling him which car was mine. And I didn't have any proof that it was mine, except I had the radiator. And um, and he said, if he ever found out that this was not my car, he would hunt me down. Oh my gosh. That's terrifying. I put the radiator back in the car. I mean, literally the glory of an older car is that it's not complicated. So I had the radiator. I had the radiator fluid. I had jugs of water. I put the radiator in, I reconnected it. I filled up the water in the radiator fluid and I drove the car out of the impound yard. I don't even know that I had to pay for
1: it. That's pretty remarkable. I mean, yeah. maybe I Especially did. If that's expensive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember paying for it. If it was, it was
0: minimal because that's not a memory that I have, but uh, um, and- on the way home from, from Washington, DC, we had to bungee cord down the the hood of the car. And when I bungee corded that down, it would vibrate. And that vibration re cracked the, the bead on the, that held the radiator on and so it kept leaking water so literally all, all the way from from maryland to wisconsin we would stop every what was it 15 minutes half hour go to a mcdonald's give them our thermos they would fill it up with boiling hot water and we would put it in our radiator and go to the next and, and go to the next place where we oh, had to get Lisa, water. so
1: you had to put another radiator in the car
0: when we got to Wisconsin, not, yeah, not in Madison. Yeah. Or but in, I mean, you had, you
1: had to put a whole new radiator in after you just put in a new, maybe they could patch it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think it, we just had to have it, it just needed to be soldered or something like that. Something.
1: Yeah. yeah oh yeah. my gosh. What a what a disaster. <sighs> you know, I'm sitting here thinking we ought to write top. We ought to have a topic sometime of, of um, mishaps in our cars. Car mishaps. I, <laughs> it's making me think of other ones I had, you know, like mm-hmm. the Christmas Eve when I'd put retread cars, tires on my Mustang, and it sprung a bubble that kept rubbing against the body, going, come on, come on, come on. And they do that sometimes with retreads. And I had never bought a retread before, but some but he talked me into it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm supposed to be in church with everybody at (laughs) 10 o'clock on Christmas Eve. And I'm somewhere in Iowa with these tires with this big bulge on it. It was horrible. I think I was home for Christmas morning, but that was about it. So did you have to get new tires? What happened? Yeah, I I had to get new tires. Yeah, I had to go ahead. And instead of the much for saving money, huh? Yeah, this guy told me, he said, whoever talked you into this, don't let them do that again. Because, you know, they just aren't worth the savings. They're not reliable. And I said, yeah, I think I just figured that out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So you had to buy two sets of tires, a retread oh, and a regular tire. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and my poor Mustang, I was afraid it was, I loved my Mustang. I had a 67 lime green, not lime green. It was more of a mm, mint green kind of a color. Mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. had a five speed. It was really a fun little car. Zoom, zoom. Yeah. It, yeah, it went. And I didn't want to damage the car either. And when you hear mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. making that kind of a noise, all you can think of is, yep. oh my gosh, what's it doing to That's the car? Broad yeah exactly <sighs> so maybe that's another topic to add to our list next. yeah time. yeah i totally agree well, we should probably wrap things up i think that's the end of my stories for today well i think i haven't looked at a clock but i don't want to bore our good listeners to death so i guess <laughs> i would agree with that so thank yeah. you for sharing i think this has been a another good wrap for us and <sighs> um love your story thank you yes it's been fun i agree talk soon cool love you Love you too, Lise. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. And before we call it a wrap, I just wanna say that I would absolutely love to hear from you. If you have any questions about what we talked about today or any other topics that you would like to see addressed on the podcast, just go to the Sidetrack Sisters page or the Sidetrack Legacies group on Facebook. We would love to engage with you and grow together on this legacy journey. Don't forget, if you like what you heard, please, please be sure to leave a review for us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And also, be sure to subscribe or follow us to be notified of new episodes. So that about does it. Thank you so much for listening today. Our goal for this podcast is to inspire you to look at your own life, tap into the memories, find the wisdom, and write it down as a legacy for your loved ones.